Bonjour, bonjour. Hey there, friends. We are live. So excited. Hey, we have a special guest today. We have an award-winning jazz artist who has their own wine company, Flow Wines. So excited. So thanks for joining. So excited to talk about it. So much here. As you see, there's Flow Wines. We're flowing. Yep, that's me with my hand just randomly coming in. So excited. So we are here. We are live. Thanks for joining us today. Live from the District of Columbia. As you can see, the traffic patterns are good today. Good conditions. So we're excited. We are so excited. Thanks for joining. We are excited that our special guest is coming. Uh, we have Marcus Johnson with Flow Wines. He is on a Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, there he is. We have Marcus Johnson here. So we are excited to have him. And we're going to accept him live from the call. Hey, 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 friend. Hey, how are you? Good. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. You are Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it's, uh, it is one of these, um, I, I, it's, yeah, man, had a day where it was, uh, not my regular day to have my daughter and I jump at any opportunity to grab her. So we had to get some things for her birthday that's happening on uh, Tuesday. So, um, she's out, she has a birthday party this weekend, so we had to go out and get some party favors. So, you know, no biggie, got it done. Yes, well, we're excited about that, which I'm sad though, you can't be drinking and driving because that's what the Rose Hour is about, but you'll be drinking later, I hope, right? Uh oh, we have a little delay. That's all right. Yep, I'm here. Can you hear me now? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can. Okay. Um, I was saying, well, too bad because you can't drink and drive, uh, but hopefully later you'll have a drink. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Good, 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 because we're excited because we're going to be talking about Flow Wines, you, all the amazing things you've been doing, uh, what you got coming up, because there's a lot of things happening in your life right now, and especially absolutely. the birthday party. Absolutely, man. So it's uh, it's very exciting. It's good to have Chase, you know, with me, sitting and chilling in the car. And, you know, it's always good for her to see these types of things. And, you know, she goes through it with myself and her mom. And, you know, we're all, we work, you know what I mean? So we have to make it happen. And that's really what Flo is all about. You know, after you're done all that stuff, it's not Miller time. It's time to get your flow on. That's right. That's right. And as we're speaking of flow, um, I, I think people are like, wait, my last name is Johnson. Your last name is Johnson. We don't know if we're cousins, but we're probably cousins, right? Uh, I'm going to let you know. We cousins. Yeah, not, not we, we're cousins. Hold on. We're both attorneys too, right? And, and just like oh, I said, not we, we are cousins. We cousins. 
That's right. That's right. We are definitely family because there's too many, uh, there's so many things that just make us familiar. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, yeah. That, it's uh, excellence. How about that? <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. We are, we are familiar. We are family. Well, okay, so. Nicole, Nicole Johnson just popped in too and said, hey, cousins. What's up, cuz? Right. What's up, cuz? And she owns a champagne company out in London. So that's definitely family as well. I so, love it. I love it. We we doing things worldwide. That's what Johnsons do. You know, we're bringing you entertainment and beverages all around the globe. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right, so we gotta talk about flow first because flow is what I'm about to sip on, and you have an amazing wine brand, and it's called Flow. So I have the bottles here. I just cracked the rosé open, so I want to talk through what what you have. So you got a flow. Flow Wines, Flow Rosé, California. What is this this wine brand about? How did you come to it? Just just tell me everything. Um, you know, Flow is God, man. Uh, it's that's like a power pack question. Flow is part of a bigger brand. Um, it is. Uh, it, it came out of an outgrowth of just really being a musician um, in the beginning of the the 2000s when you know everything just changed we went from making lots of money every month to not making anything and you know i've always been one who's just wanted to provide a service i love making people smile uh with my music etc cetera, etc cetera. so it forced me to really sit back and think and uh it was funny i saw howard schultz on um CNBC this morning and the founder of uh, Starbucks mm -hmm. and I uh, was reading his book on common ground and he had talked about how he had just pivoted Starbucks and the main question that they had to ask was what business is Starbucks in and um, they realized through their analysis that they weren't in the coffee business and I know for some people they're like well what are you talking about and he figured out that they were in the third place business meaning your home being the first place your office being the second place and they wanted to make starbucks the third place so that hit me over the head like a brick and i was like well what business am i really in and i figured out that i'm not really in the music industry um and honestly each one of us that's in wine we're not really in the wine industry either i tell people you know all the time we don't sell wine we sell the wine lifestyle but it's even deeper than that and um I was so happy last night, uh, or two nights ago, I started teaching uh, entrepreneurship and entertainment logging at Howard. And one of my students was like, yeah, yeah, HU. And um, one of my students picked it up. She's like, if we're not in the entertainment industry and we're not in lifestyle, like therapy. And I was like, exactly. So we had this brand for lovers only that we were not really using. And I knew it wasn't scalable and sat with uh, sat with the Lord and uh, came up with, well, we have flow, you know, for love, uh, what, uh, then a couple hours later, it was for the love of. And we started with the lifestyle series of flow CDs. Um, and then as, you know, that started to grow, it was just like my target demographic, basically they're women. And, you know, I think that, a great therapeutic, memorable experience would be, you know, some Marcus Johnson music paired with some Marcus Johnson wine and a candle and an experience live, et cetera, et cetera. 
And that was the, the beginning of it. And we had a brand out of um, Northern Virginia that we were working with that was pouring for us uh, at our CD release parties. And I was like, look, what would it take to put together a private label brand? And they were like, uh, in agreement. <laughs> so we did that and started with the wine out of Northern Virginia and quickly moved to uh, California with Delicato. And now we are partnered with a brand called WX um, in all total wines around the country. We ship direct. We are talking to a couple of some other pretty big things that, you know, we're waiting on some word on right now. And, um, you know, it, it continues to grow. So very excited. USA Today top 10 celebrity wine brand twice. So, um, you know, we just pound the pavement. Wow, that is amazing. So for the love of, it is a lifestyle entertainment, not just wine, but also like therapy. It's a mood. It is essentially like just every day, just a good time, it feels like, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I can think of, you know, that the, the saying that it's five o'clock somewhere, right? But actually, literally, wherever you are, it generally, you know, it definitely gets to five o'clock at some part of the day. And that is, you know, when you have worked your behind off for a day or it's Thursday and, you know, it's girls night, guys night, time to chill, time to hang, date, chill out, cook, whatever why not be the one who can provide a, a kind of fundamental service for foundational service and the products associated with it for your target market, right? And, you know, I, I say target market, that, that really depersonalizes it. It really is like the people that you just, like, you care about, man. You want to be a part of the fabric of the soul of the world. And in doing that, you know, it's great to be able to pull these things together. And, you know, you have the bottles of wine there. We have QR codes on the back of all of our products where it ties it all together. So you get a bottle of wine, it has a QR code that takes you to the landing page, which allows you to order our candles. It allows you to get our music. Basically, now we're giving the music away um, because, you know, when you stream it, or, you know, you're not selling CDs when you stream it. We own the the content, so we get the, the the publishing and the streaming revenue from there. So here, take it, use it. You know, uh, you want a candle to go along with this? Here you go, and we're going to continue to add different products and then get you to our um, our mailing list so that we can have you come out to my concerts. I mean, you know, one brand that you know we're in a a, a we're a finalist in their global beverage program. You know, I told them in the video, I was like, look, any brand can sell you wine. There's some great brands. They're brands much bigger than ours. But only flow can give you the flow experience. It's an experience. And I'm having one right now as you drop that microphone. Because, like, <laughs> I'm drinking your rosé. Listen, I'm having an experience. And it is a very holy one. I appreciate your rosé. This is amazing. And it's a California rosé. Like, I know there's a lot of California rosés out there. there. There's some that are good. There's some better than the rest. But this is a really good California rosé. And you probably can't tell the color because there's a lot of pink in my home. Clearly, I like the color pink. But, like, this is a really great rosé. 
do you want to talk about how you came up with this rosé? Because, like, you know I love a rosé. So, how did you come uh, yeah. up with this? Say, say, that's the rosé hour, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> I the rosé. Yo, hour. I love it. And it's been the thing that's really been, you know, it's been crushing it this summer. And it was kind of hard because we had to pull, I had to make a decision to pull our Moscato in order to get our rosé in the mix. Because we wanted to relaunch with three varietals. Because it's hard enough to get one facing. Two, it is... It Uh-oh, we got to wait a second. The little wheel is going. Am I back? Your wheel is turning. There you go. You're back. Okay, You're back. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, so to get the third varietal, it, it took a lot. And so I had to make a sacrifice. And I say a sacrifice for the Moscato because no matter where you go, and I don't care who you are, you can say whatever you want to say, but there is somebody on either side of you that wants a sweet Ur tasting wine and our Moscato was kind of designed differently too. It was a lot of people who liked our Moscato hated Moscatos because they were patently sweet. So the theory behind flow is really Goldilocks ish. It is just right. So with our rose and talking to the winemakers, it's like, look, here's what I'm looking for. I don't want sweet. You can put a taste of like, you know, a touch of effervescence in it. But I want something that is not too sweet, but yet not too dry. Give me something that's kind of just right. And Kurt Lorenzi and the team, they were like, okay, we got you. And so we have a Barbera Grenache blend for our, you know, for our rosé. And I have to say that I had it um, last night. And uh, I might have been listening to some of my new lo-fi music at the same time. And why? Because if I'm not digging it, how the hell can I ask you to dig it? If you can't use your own supply, how can you get somebody else high? Absolutely. Probably Absolutely. an analogy with your kid in the car, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I, I got true. you. Yeah, it's Absolutely. true. Like, I love it. And I like the, the combination of the rosé, and I can definitely see listening to lo-fi music with this because it's giving me that vibe it's giving me like subtle like just clean just like very chill because there's some rosés out there where you're like oh where is the pool where's the turn up i'm ready to crush pound this this rosé this oh no i need relax i need just chill and a lo-fi like music this would pair perfect with it i am a fan you killed that <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Okay, so now you have a Chardonnay from California as well. And you probably can't tell, but I already killed it. <laughs> K-I-L-T it, right? <laughs> killed, murder, D-O-A. Like, there's not a drop left in this bottle. It was amazing. So how did you come up with this? And, like, what do you usually pair with this when you're listening to music and drinking this? Because I could tell you what I was listening to and why it's gone. You know, to tell you the truth, that's almost like the Thursday, Friday kind of chill out. Um, chill out vibe. I mean, if you listen to XM Chill, um, you have that. But it also goes, I mean, man, you put on some, uh, some you know, Robert Glasper with Michelle and Diggy Cello and her, and you got a flow going on. You know what I mean? 
and again, the concept behind that is it's stainless steel fermented um, with hints of like the wood chips and everything like that. So no myelectric fermentation, but you, it, it is not overly citrusy. Yeah, it's not oaky buttery, and it, and I just go back to the the flow Goldilocks esque concept. I need something just right. There are enough buttery, you know, oaky Chardonnays out there from Napa. You know, we're producing out of Sonoma, Monterey Coast, all that. So let's change it up a little bit, like a blue ocean strategy. Let me go over here on the other side and let me kind of roll this. And you may, you know, some people are like, well, I like it buttery or I like it a little more oaky. That's absolutely great. We'll have something else for you, like our Paso Robles Cabernet, you know, that, you know, where if you like something that's a little bit more traditional um, in style with the, the category, but still, you know, our Shard, you know, I, I definitely wanted it stainless steel. I wanted, you know, a staven. I wanted the screw top, you know, I uh, to be able to, you know, save it longer. This is for, you know, my professional brothers and sisters out there. And again, I know it's my sisters, right? That come home from a hard day, you're an attorney. Right. You could be a nurse. You could be a teacher. You know, you could be a, a caregiver. This is something that by the time you get home and get into your whatever clothing, you know, for chill out, it's ready for you. And that, again, is the concept behind the brand, just making sure that it fits within your paradigm. I'm not trying to make you, you know, uh, fit other things into the wines paradigm. And I think that that's what true partnership is and, you know, product and service in the product and service industry. And again, I believe that we're not just providing a product to our consumers. I think we're providing a service of let me help you create an entirely unique flow that is idiosyncratically yours. Yes. No, I agree with that. And it was a rough day uh, when I killed murdered DOA this um and I was listening to some good old Sade uh oh yes I was smooth operatoring with this okay it gave me life bottle I love it gone the oh. kiss of life the flow of life baby <laughs> murdered I was like yes Jesus yes <laughs> okay so you also have this amazing Cabernet Savion so, like, how did you come up with this, and what do you pair with it? And again, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, it, you it, it, it is a, last question. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, it is. It, to me, this is kind of my pride and joy because we had a red blend before, and you know, all of my wine supporters were like, "Oh, his red blend is great. It's approachable." You know, and that means, like, I don't really do red blends, but, you know, I'll support a brother because it's good. Nobody says that about the, the, the cab. Yeah. It is a passive robless cab that has, you know, without being too vulgar, it has some ass on it. You know what I mean? And that is, like, that's how I like my music. That's how I, that's how I like everything. I'm just saying. It's like, you, you again, something that doesn't necessarily need to be decanted. You can if you want to. However, 30 minutes after getting off work or, or winning that case that you did, you know, 
Um, or, you know, as you were working on the IRA, you know, after getting that bill signed, I know exactly what I'm going to do. And again, it's the whole flow philosophy of partnering and pairing experiences with our wine and kind of a the vibe. This I had this day flow is my therapy, not I need to pair this with a steak and or this. You can pair with whatever you want to. But what I like about our stuff, most importantly, is that you can just pair it with yourself. You get your wine glass and you pop that joint open and get your flow on. I love how you did that and you just flow on. Because, like, <laughs> it, it is a lifestyle. And I like that, you know, each one can go with whatever, right? But, like, you can set moods with it. And, like, usually, like, a lot of people who are, I would like to say, are new to wine, they're not into red, right? I feel like yeah. red could be intimidating, but yet red is, like, the number one selling wine out there, right? Because once yes. you find a good red, uh, you're you're hooked. And I feel like this may be the opportunity for a lot of people who need an introduction to red. This may be yes. your go-to because, to your point, you can just flow with it. Whatever yeah. you feel like, whatever you need, it's a good, like, hey, I'm trying to understand what, what red does for me. And it's year-round. You don't have to wait till the winter to drink red. Because I think that's another yeah. misconception, too. People are like, oh, it's too hot outside for a red. I'm going to start sweating. No, you probably should check with your doctor about your blood pressure. That's another thing. So, <laughs> I mean, absolutely. I, you know, I'm one who believes that it's supposed to be personal. And yeah. again, what I'm doing is providing, you know, these products and these accompanying kind of services where you pour the, the you, our wine fits you. What do you want to do? Tell me how you pair it. You know, well, I'm not a, a wine aficionado. I'm not a da-da-da-da-da. You're you. That's, I'm selling to you. And I had a very interesting conversation, you know, with the team at Total Wine and More as you started to see them push out their, um, develop their sweet wine sections. Mm. And the head of wine buying at the time was like, you know, our issue is this. We've been trying to move people towards, you know, other things. What we need to recognize is we have not just an incremental revenue producer, we have an exponential revenue uh, uh, producer if we start directing people and giving them exactly what they want. And so, you know, I started off, I mean, you know, I, I really wasn't a drinker until I got to law school. And then uh, I had a buddy of mine... Don't worry, guys. It's coming back. You know how those calls be with wine aficionados. <laughs> but we're talking with Marcus Johnson, uh, award-winning jazz artist and award-winning winemaker. And we are just so excited. Taking a quick call. Don't worry. He's coming back. Um, about his amazing. Oh, see, I was doing. I was doing a quick commercial break for you. <laughs> Yo, yeah. So, so, and he, here's what's the best part about this, and why I'm so happy that I got my daughter today, right? Because this is the real stuff where you have to use flow. Where you know, I I didn't know. I there's another one. I didn't know that her mom wasn't home. I'm
dropping her off. I got to take her to the office. Last minute pickup, having to take her to CVS to get nail kits for her Saturday um, sleepover. Sleepover with her friends. You know, then we go through math and, and, you know, we talk through the day and, you know, get a chance to put my eyes on her. And this is the real executive life that people don't understand, especially when you're co-parenting, you know, that you have to do. And I mean, Chase will tell you, you know, from back in the day, I mean, even through COVID, you know, going outside, making sure we walked, understanding she she knows flow one day is hers should she want it. And if she doesn't, it's cool, you know, as well. Um, you want demanding... it, you want it, you want it, you want it, honey, you want it. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and again, I don't want to put any pressure on her. I think that, you know, Chase is brilliant. I wish I was a quarter as smart as she was when I was her age. We have conversations now where I'm like, I have to let her know, like, I'm just proud to be your dad. No matter what, I'm proud to be your dad. But having these conversations, I, you know, I like I'm a fan of yours, and I think that that's something that you know that may be missing in our community a lot. But she gets to see it, and I see it when I go pick her up in the moms because I'm really the only dude picking my daughter up, you know, from uh, uh, you know the school from the pickup line, and. This is what flow was about. It's about all of that. And then needing, you know, today, you know, I was a probably chase. Would you say I was a little hangry? <laughs> yeah, I was a little angry. And, you know, I probably need to go back home and, and maybe have a little glass and chill out for a little bit. But these are the real things, man. This is this is how you build a brand. You build it one interrupted call or interview at a time. You you build it, you know, one math and division homework at a, a assignment at a time, or what did we have the other day? Opening ceremony at school or back to school night at a time. And when you're doing all that, sometimes you need therapy and sometimes you just need to celebrate. And that yeah. is another component of it. Get your flow on telling people, I did this for the love of my daughter. I get up every day and I get out here sacrificing, you know, because it's my responsibility to do that for her. And the only thing I ask is that when she has kids or whatever she decides to do, and of course I'm talking to her right now, you know that, right? That all I ask of her is, you know, all I ask is that she does the same thing. That's right. That's right. You're doing all this so that her life is a little bit easier so that when she makes decisions, that it's not out of um, some sort of, uh, panic or some sort of need, but because it's a desire and because she wants to. So, and, and I tell people all the time, you know, I can't make her do anything and I can't stop her from doing anything, from doing anything. But if I can get her to think three seconds before she does that thing that she's not supposed to do, that's my job. Yep. It's her life. I tell her, you know, her mom's a Harvard undergrad and business school grad. I'm a Howard and Georgetown law and business grad. Those are our degrees. And don't I tell you all the time, baby, that this is your life? And she, I don't even have to uh -oh. tell her. She, we missed that part. She, we missed that uh, part, though, because that was key right there. What did you tell her? 
I, no, I said, don't I, don't I always tell you that we have our degrees and that this is yours, right? That's it. Yeah. yeah. And so. No, and that, that's important. That is very important. And I hope she's hearing this. I want to hear her be like, yes, Dad. <laughs> she's, she's a little, well, she's shy when she wants to be. She can wave and say, hi, Chasey. Oh, oh, there's a hand. <laughs> yeah, she's a little tired. Well, this is yeah, she's tired, and I know. We enjoy her. Being I'm sorry. Here too. And no, no, no. We appreciate her being here. Um, and this, this is what it's all about, too. Like, I appreciate you showing all of this because I think a lot of people just see like the glitz and glamour of things, and they're like, oh. Here you are performing. Oh, you're at a war show. Oh, you're doing a tasting and here you are pouring. But they don't see you in this car uh, at pickup line and like baking cupcakes and doing all these other things and doing homework and going to see Dealing with attitude. Hey, dealing with attitude and doing your best, you know, uh, 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 decompressor so you don't strangle somebody. You know what I mean? I mean, it's 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 all of that. And, and you know, there's a, um, there's a guy out there. I... I think I told you I day trade as well. And the, one of the guys, he's like, everybody talks about their glory. But what you want to find out is their story. And there is no truer statement than that, man. And, and that's it. You have to really look behind the scenes and understand, you know, even when Chase becomes successful. Like we used to read this book um, when she first started reading uh, Grace for President. And the reason I read that is because I talked her through, you know, how I want you to know that if you choose to be president, you can be president. And but if you choose to be something else, it's your life. I don't need you to be a doctor. Your aunties and, you know, uncles are all doctors and lawyers. Right. I don't need you to do that. What I need you to be is happy. And I need you to be committed to changing the world and chase her first six-year-old, um, uh, uh, what was it, persuasion paper was how to convince the world to stop polluting and killing animals because, in the, the profound words of a, a six-year-old, if we don't watch out for what we're doing to the earth, it's going to get mad at us. Aww. And if we look at everything, and that bill you just pa helped pass, right? If you think about it, we're understanding as adults that maybe we need to be listening to the six-year-olds a little bit more because the earth is getting mad at us. Ask the people out in California, right? People on the coast. And so I just want her to think, man. If I can get my daughter to think a little bit, she'll be so far ahead of everybody else. And not to be entitled. Yes, you're going to one of the best schools in the country. Yes, you're going to go to even better schools as you grow up. But you're not entitled to anything. You better get your butt up and study. And, you know, and not for us. It's your life, baby girl. This is what you got to do. This is how you have to do it. And that's part of, again, it's part of the flow story, Renee, and what we talked about and the things that you need to do and, and how you take flow as an aspirational story and Marcus Johnson and what we've done with the brand, sticking with it for 12 years, man. This has not been, this has been hard. You know, this is the hardest thing I've done. Put me through first year law school 12 more times, you know, instead of dealing with the heartbreak that we've had to deal with sometimes here. But a funny thing happens when you have a little bit of fun, 
love the process and you organize with other people. That is how you get your FLO on. Yes. Come on, Minister Johnson. I'm here for that. Deacon Johnson. Yes. Preach to the masses. I'm here for this. So, okay. With, with all this flowing, with all this inspiration, and we are here for all of, you know, your daughter's, you know, um, forward mobility and movement. And, and I know she's going to do great things in the future. And I think there's there's a lot of inspiration that's flowing out there for future generations, right? Yes. Um, how are are you then investing with flow to ensure that we're continuing this engagement for generations to come? Well, number one, um, I have been teaching at Howard for a little bit now, off and on, and I'm back on. And to me, that is seeding back into to the community. And I laugh and I tell them because I'm definitely not doing it for this little paycheck that <laughs> they are giving me every semester. I mean, um, if I was a full professor, it would be, you know, worth, quote unquote, the money. But as an adjunct, and I'm getting paid more as a consultant, I'm making more than most, but it's like, it's really, it's really almost like your gas money so that you can be here for the kids. And, and we had our, our first class the, the other day and taking all of this knowledge and just sharing it. I mean, I think that that is our legacy is so important and, and telling the true story about things and not just like in my book, I, I talk about not only my successes, but, you know, I have a chapter in my book called For the Love of Crying. And mm. it's about a grown-ass man that broke down, named me, Marcus Johnson, over, like, it got to be too much. And I needed to let it go. And I was cool with and do all that I can to see back to other men in their mental health to understand that emotions are a natural part of who we are. And if you're blocking that you're cutting off your connection to your higher power. Yeah. You know, I am not, I do not, that is not being strong. Being weak is trying not to show your emotions. Being strong is saying, hey, I have my emotions. I lost my stepfather two weeks ago. And my daughter um, came to the, to, to the service. And it was the first time that she seen me cry. And you could tell that it had a profound effect on her. And I wasn't trying to hide it. I don't need to hide that I cry. I'm a real man with real feelings and loved my stepfather like my dad. And I want her to know that it's okay to have pain and hurt. You know, who told you, you you're not supposed to hurt? Who told you this shit was easy? Yeah. This is hard out here, man. So when you know that, it makes it easier to fly through the turbulence. Oh, that's just turbulence. Yep. You know, these kids out here that, that are in people who are, you know, making decisions and end-of-life decisions, as my father said, as a, as a brilliant psychologist, son, that is a permanent solution for a temporary problem. And, you know, if you they're not prepared, they haven't been faced with adversity, they haven't seen truth. No, it's supposed to look this way and, and that way. Look, if you don't feel like being elegant one day, put on your slippers and if you have rollers in your hair and whatever you need to do, baby, and go 
out for a walk. You know, I want I, that. That is to me, that's the flow legacy. And so, you know, as we continue to grow the brand, I see you at the flow vineyard one day, um, chilling at the flow tasting room and restaurant, listening to additional lifestyle CDs and music with the flow brand, sipping on some flow wine with the candles of the flow scents, getting your damn flow on, making your day better, making your life better. One sip of sound and scent at a time. I'm here for that. And I cannot wait because I need a vacation and I need some more flow in my life. I definitely need all of that. So let's hurry up that process. <laughs> oh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So what else do you have in the pipeline? I know you have new music that's coming out very frequently. I know that you have events upcoming. So like what, what, what is it that people can like purchase, connect with, visit, shop, hear, and how can they do it? Well, I ask everyone to, one, follow, you know, Marcus Johnson uh, 360. Then I also ask, um, you know, that you follow Flow Wine 360 and join our mailing list so that you can come to our events because we're having fun. We're at 1010 Wines in L.A. Um, in two weeks. We'll be with Leilani in San Francisco a couple of days before that at Magnolia uh, um, Street Wine Lounge. We're doing, you know, this weekend we'll be at the Silver Spring Jazz Festival and Loco, Loco Vina's third year anniversary in downtown Silver Spring. Um, so we always have these great events with DC Wine Fest coming up, you know, um, stuff like that. Things that we'll, we'll be working together on. Um, then the other thing that I ask is that you share. Like if you like what we do and, and if you are down for a great rosé, a great Cabernet Sauvignon, a great Chardonnay, please Go to Total Wine near you or go to our website and deliver. I mean, get it delivered. We have direct-to-consumer to every state that you can actually um, deliver to. It's like 38 states, almost 40 states that you can deliver to. And then if you're, at a, if you're an executive at a business and say you do real estate or you sell cars or whatever, and you have a commitment to support African-American businesses, I ask that you support Flow and other African-American wine and spirits brands by using our product for your premium. And, you know, I think Flow is particularly positioned for that, for the love of your new house, for the love of your new car, for the love of your new, you know, nuptials, whatever that may be, that you insert us and you can put a note, hey, from me to you, great brand, you know, your great people deserve great brands. Great new move deserves a, you know, a nice little flow for the love of you. However you want to do it, you can personalize your notes, but use our stuff as your premiums. And, you know, and just spread the word because you all make us. You know, we we don't we don't make ourselves. We we had the question to Howard the other day, like, what is branding? And they went on everything and I was like, no. They're like, well, what is it? It's relationships, man. You know, build the relationships and use your relationships and network. Everything else, if you take care of people, people take care of you. And that is, um, that's so important. That is very true. And I, I like to express this to a lot of young people because they think, oh, like Coca-Cola is a brand. No, the man who created Coca-Cola is a brand, right? Like Absolutely. he was able to get the resources, the capital, the relationships, right? It was based upon who he was and how he treated people. And he wouldn't be who he was if he wasn't who he was. 
So it's always about treating people fair, treating people kind, treating people nice, because you never know when you need people. So it's very, very important. And, and don't and think you, about it. And when you mess up, and not if, but when you mess up, own it. Yeah. I made a mistake. You know what I'm saying? I mean, being a co-parent, trust you, I have to come up all the time like, yo, I made a mistake on my schedule. Oh, my God. Hold on one second. And this is a great commercial break as we talk about flow wines yet again. So we have the rosé that we sampled tonight, which is a California rosé. Very delicious. Um, and also they have the Cabernet Savion that we are not going to sample tonight because the rosé is taking me, y'all. It is very delicious. Oh, we're going to do the last one, the Chardonnay, uh, which is amazing. I already had it and paired it with some uh, Sade, and the bottle is gone. So check it out. It's at Total Wines, and there's a QR code on the back. So you can also purchase candles and other items that flow cells and music as well that is free that you can stream while drinking. Now back to the interview. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm sorry. This is, uh, give me two seconds. This is um, our, uh, we just drop it off. Say bye, Chase. Bye. <laughs> so that was our other interviewee tonight who was giving us motivation and inspirational uh, quotes for the future as well. And of course, Marcus Johnson is Cousin Johnson. Uh, he is an award-winning jazz artist and award-winning uh, winemaker. So we're excited for you all to join us um, tonight. We're, we're finishing up the interview. He's just dropping off his daughter really quickly. So thank you all for sticking here with us. Um, this has been so amazing and inspirational uh, because we're excited. And we are letting you guys know that tonight, uh, Marcus and I, so my cousin and I, uh, are going to be hosting some events here in the Washington, D.C. area, and hopefully we'll be able to take them nationwide, but we have more details coming soon, so definitely follow Marcus Johnson 360. Don't forget to follow the Rosie Hour podcast, uh, because you don't want to miss these events. Um, there are going to be some dynamic, amazing wine pairings, jazz, amazing views, good you, food, and amazing time. Just let people know about what we may have soon coming. So. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll be announcing soon. Announcing soon. <laughs> so yes. the last thing I wanna wanna just kind of talk about before before you go is you are an award winning jazz artist. And I think people are like, wait, you do wine, you're an attorney. Um I, I also learned a fun fact about you the other day, uh when we were we were chatting in person you are becoming a pilot like what do you not do and then how did you get into all of these different like avenues like who taught you to do all of these things and be so dynamic mr black man um jesus you know um, <laughs> he <laughs> saves <laughs> well i tell you you know i was the kid that everybody let me tell you like this. So you remember the movie Boomerang? Yes. Oh. You remember God. David Allen, right? So you remember David Allen Greer's character? Yes. All right. So um, I was that. I was called him, and when I was in college, because I 
was I was different, man. I see Wayne Bruce, um, uh, you know, he would jumped on the phone from Spur of the Moment, and these guys saw me when I was really young, and so I was able to. I, I knew that either I play now or I play later, but you have to pay and play. So I figured that if I paid now and I went through and I got my JD and I got my MBA and I taught and I traveled and, and I took the bumps and bruises and I got the experience and I read and, and read some more and then read even more that I could play a little bit more as I got older. So while most people were having fun and partying and at the age of 21, I was getting called names and, as Dre said, working to pull my label off. And then, you know, I got my first deal. Uh, I was able to, to secure funding from Bob Johnson to put together a jazz label when I was 29. It's a multi, my first multi-million dollar deal. And, you know, a lot of the music that you still hear on XM uh, uh, Watercolors is stuff that came out of our studio in, in out of Silver Spring, Maryland. And then, so, you know, I had that experience in I talk about it all in my book. It's the things that you were able to create. It's the things that you lost. I don't have my studio anymore. It's it's pivoting. And, like, I think life should be fun. I think life really is like flying an airplane where the wind can blow you certain ways, but you do have to take control of it. Sometimes you'll lose control, but generally the stability of the plane will get you back. I believe in the idea of, you know, sometimes when it gets too rainy, then you need to pull over under the underpass and take a break. It's okay to stop. And so I think while everybody else is trying to define themselves in other people's terms, I'm learning how to fly. While everybody else is trying to figure out what society says to them and how they can get into this or that club or this, that, and the other, I'm learning new math techniques to teach my daughter different ways to divide and do multiplication, um, to put together sentences, you know, and even Sebastian, you know, I, I live with my girl and her son, you know, it's like, you know, working with him, I had to do the who, what, where, when, why, because they didn't do it in school. Mm -hmm. And if he's eight and doesn't know subject, you know, verb relationships. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. If you don't know that, you don't know what adjectives are, you're at a disadvantage. So how do we make that simple? Well, number one, I went to, you know, um, you're going to laugh at me, but Schoolhouse Rock and pulled up the YouTubes of like, you know, I unpack my adjectives, you know, uh, conjunction, junction, you know. What is your function? Yes. Right. 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 So, so these are things that I did with Chase. And, and so like, these are all the things where this is how I get my value. And yeah, I'm trading now. And I, I am running out of time sometimes where I'm like, oh, but like I told my students, the most valuable thing we have that we're not told about is our time. So the most valuable budget that you have is your calendar. Your yeah. calendar is set up on the same Excel database format as an Excel profit and loss statement. You start out with 24 hours, y'all, every single day. How are you going to use it? And, you know, students are like, yo, we're going to do this, 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 this. And I'm like, really? So, you know, so what part of the day are you going to do this? Let's divide these 12 things into one day. So you can only spend this. Oh, and you and you still have to sleep, right? So you got to you, you go to the bathroom and people don't think about those things. Yeah. Yo, and then hold up. And then you have to have fun. 
right? I play golf, you know, and people are like, well, how do you do it? Well, I choose not to do things that are going to take away from my time in a negative way. I can spend as much time with my family as I need to. I can spend as much time with my daughter as is needed. And then there's sometimes I'm telling Chase, daddy has to do this. I gave you your time. I need my time now. Love you to death. Even when she was younger, I, I, I put a post out on Facebook and everybody was like, one woman hit me back with like, Marcus, she's now, what was it? I think she was like five. Get your almond milk, put it in a bowl, put the cereal out on the on your island and tell her this is what six o'clock looks like. Don't open daddy's door before this. You know what she did? Chase went in, would get her cereal, pour it in the thing, get her spoon. And I would always smile because I would, of course, I would turn over making sure she's okay. But like she would watch TV in the living room and at 601, knock, knock, knock. That's right. Man, so I had two great parents and I had two great step parents. I had a great community. And um, this is a choice. How I live is a choice. I'm not entitled. It is not easy. I have to drive an hour to get to the airport because I'm supporting the African-American flight school in Prince George's County. You know, not the one right around the corner in Montgomery County. You know, I believe in the guy. I believe in them. These are choices. You know, uh, uh, doing wine, doing these types of events like we're talking about doing, seating back in the Howard University, seating into the other universities where I speak, doing TED Talks. Like, I don't get paid for that. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I do this because just like my stepfather a couple of weeks ago and my dad seven years ago, there's going to be one day I'm not going to be here. And the most incredible thing that I could ever have happen is for somebody to hit my daughter and say, you don't know me, but I knew your dad. And this made a difference in my life when he did this or played this, or he showed me that I can be African-American and male and go to the best schools or just go to school. I can live my own passion. I can follow my own dreams. I can have a little bit of fun or a lot of bit of fun because I tell people work hard and play harder. I, he taught me that I could do it all so long as I took the time to schedule it out properly so that I got rest, I took care of my health, and I took care of the people and those things in my life that mattered. That, that's flow. That's why all this is easy. I don't have to read this or write it. And people are like, well, you just did that interview like this. <laughs> it's who I am. You, you know, Roosevelt, right? Roosevelt Johnson said, son, the beauty about you is that you tell the truth. And the beauty about the truth is you don't have to remember it. I mean, that's an amazing quote. I do love me some Roosevelt. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast episode in itself because <laughs> he's underrated in quotes. But I, I just believe in like the truth of how with flow, I love how it, it's a flow people are writing right now. Um, <laughs> it's a lifestyle. It really is. And you really do like just live in your existence because um, there are so many, and especially in black men, that don't have that ability or feel that they don't have the ability to be themselves, right? They have to put on airs. They have to perpetrate, project, uh, be all these things because one, they don't even know who they are. Um, but to hear and know it is good to see. Um, and hopefully 
you know, there's someone out here who's watching this or who hears your voice and hears you when you're talking this story um, that one day is like, you know what, I believe in this brother and maybe I can walk in my true self as well. So thank you for sharing that because I think that we need to, to hear more, Black men especially, talking about who they are, what they've been through, their experiences, and being unapologi unapologetically okay with it. Yeah, and, and, and being unapologetically okay of their failures too, right? I mean, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, African-American men are taught that, you know, it's on the one hand, you're taught you're not shit. And on the other thing, it's like, yo, you're not shit. Meaning that, you know, even when you try, you shouldn't even try because, you know, uh, you're not going to do it right. And if you don't do it right and this, that, and the other, and, you know, I mean, how many kids here? You're just like your father, you know, da 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 da, da this, And I was always like, I'm cool with that, mom. You know what I mean? And my mom and I have a great relationship, but my mom respects me and I respect her, especially as adults. And my dad and I had some pretty knockout, drag down, you know, uh, arguments as well. Um, mainly our parents do this out of fear and or the fact that they didn't get the guidance and support that they needed in our communities at the same time. And so one of the things that I unapologetically say about myself is that I am a young African-American male advocate. And I see my boy uh, Rico on here, cool Papa Rico, one of my golf buddies, but also um, another PhD. And we go into the community and talk to young men because I think absolutely we did exactly what we should be doing for our women. And I see it every time I have a class at Howard in that 90 to 95 percent of my students are women. But that's a problem. Agreed. Right. Right. And, 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 and my thing is that I would rather teach 36 students, 18 of which were male. You know what I'm saying? Then have the ones that I do now. And I have a couple I have two men in my class, three, sorry, guys in my class, out of about 22 students. And I'm teaching entertainment law and business at a major institution where most of my students are mass communications and business administration majors. Therefore, that to me is a pretty good sample size you know, being a, oh, somewhat of a, a researcher, statistician, looking, that's a pretty good sample size. And you're like, for a, in a needed class, and you're like, okay, so we got the stuff we have to do. But what I do tell these, these guys is, number one, you can call me anytime. Call me when you need me. Rico does the same. I see Ashley on here does the same. We have to be available. But we also have to know when we look in the mirror, that no matter how we come, so long as we come authentically, that's good enough. You don't have to come with a PhD. You don't need a JD MBA from Georgetown. So you don't need to go to Howard. You could be whatever, but if you come authentically as a an authentic male in person, that's all you need to do in your community. And for anybody ask you to for anybody to ask you to do anything else is disingenuous on their part. Right? So we need to have a whole another conversation as it relates to how do we just respect each other's existence? And it starts in everyone's mirror because you can't be cool with yourself and be condescending to someone else. 
because it's a reflection of you. And and before we go, I, I, I got to throw this out there because this is something I'm going to put out there in the ether now because this has been in my heart for the last year. Um, and something I want to do at work. And maybe this is the moment God is like, hey, this is this is the moment. Hopefully no one takes the idea and does not include me in it. Um, but I'm going to say it and it's recorded. So here goes. If you ever look at studies in a grant program, right, especially when it comes to small business or any type of large grant, there's a dissection within the Black community. And we know why. It's always grants for Black women and never for Black men. And more particularly, if there are grants for Black men, it's formerly incarcerated, veterans that are disabled. It's something that has happened that's traumatic. And it's not earth-shattering or something that can help them. It's never for a Black man that's just been on the beaten path, that's done good, who's been trying to be just a good guy, right? But in any other demographic, they never separate grants. So it'll be an AAPI grant. And anybody, whether you're male, female, binary, doesn't matter your gender. Uh, Hispanic, doesn't matter your gender. Indigenous population, tribal, doesn't matter your gender. But when it comes to Black, it's only Black women. So now we see a surge in Black women who are, like you said, in your classes, who are, there's more Black women here, there's more Black women, they're the number one demographic of small business owners, we're, we're number one in colleges. We're a growing demographic financially, but we aren't bringing our Black men along. So I would like to create a grant program for Black men. Yeah. Same criteria like everyone else. I don't want to say because you have an ailment or because something is wrong, then you, get, you can be entered into this grant program. I want you to get the grant because you need the grant. And I feel like we need to do more for Black men, to your point, to bring them along. Because what we're seeing is a separation financially on the racial wealth gap, but the gender wealth racial gap within our Black community, too. So I'm throwing that out there because I think I mean, it's something we need to do. Man, absolutely. And teaching, you know, us the things we need to know about, like, success and, and generational um wealth and and creating it you know how we think it's icky to get life insurance yet you know we feel bad you know we feel bad well i i i would assume that if you're looking down on your family you feel kind of irresponsible um when you see your family that could have had a life insurance policy uh, um, a premium paid to them, a benefit paid to them, had you just done it yet and to understand how to put that in a trust where you can then leverage it to get the things that you need to get because of the value, the future value of your life insurance policy. Like these are things that in other communities and primarily other socioeconomic groups, and I think it's more economic than anything else, they do this, oh, yeah. right? But we have the ability to do this, but we stick our money under the bed because, well, I don't trust the bank. You know, there's something in the bank that's going to do da, da, da. Okay, maybe but, so. But, 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 but historically, I get why, right? Historically, yeah, I get it. Institutions, and I get it. 
But that's why I think now we need to have these conversations to your point. And I think we need to, oh God, the liquor's kicking in. Oh, uh, <laughs> this is how you know I've been drinking. Cause then I go sister soldier on you. Uh, but I think to, to the point where, where I think you're going, I mean, it, to cut you, but I think this is where we need for our younger generation who does understand banks, who are opening CDFIs, who are opening, you know, alternative banking and fintech in, like institutions that can come in and talk to our older generations um, and help, right? Because we're seeing yeah. grandma with the house and grandma loses the house because she didn't, you know, pay past taxes and it was only a few thousand dollars, but she owes nothing on the home. So now the whole family lost the house. I mean, not only that, these young kids now, and especially some of these cats in, you know, from the hood, if you see who's out here really working on, on Forex, the foreign exchange, currencies and options trading and things of that nature, people are like, well, that's gambling. You are out of your mind if you think that the stock market in and of itself in the United States, the entire economy oh, is not a gamble. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. So you have your gambles, and then grandma could be at home Instead of, you know, watching whatever she was watching on TV, sitting in front of some Japanese or candles or some Heikinashi candles, coming up with some type of reversal strategy using some uh, uh, exponential moving averages to not only pay her rent, you know, or to pay her mortgage, but to look at ways to leverage and build and buy more property. You know what I mean? These are things where, again, at the end of the day, it's not how we generally talk to one another. But these young kids are like, yo. The reason there are 2 million jobs open is because these young kids are like, so nah. you want me to come in and work for you when if I take my time and learn how to trade U.S. dollar Japanese yen, I might be able to make what you want to pay me in a week in a day? Oh, yeah, okay. And Bye -bye. I don't have to deal with disrespect, travel, worry about parking, worry about like absolutely weird things that happen in a workplace. No, thank you. That's it. I mean, and it goes to everything else that we do in this, you know, the gig economy. And so I don't even think they price this stuff. I mean, as we have taken this from wine, but this is what you do overflow. Check it out. Yes. This is what flow is for. Get your bottle. Again, Rico and I and Ashley and I and some of the other people who are on here that I know that, that were, you know, partners of mine, you know, this is what we do. We get a couple of sips in, and then we start solving the problems of the world, but we're really doing it. Like, we're really seeding into this. You know, my students call me back and say, thank you for what you taught me, and and it's what it is. But I think that that is how we, we need to go back in and re-educate, not just having the grants. But more people like me going back and saying, I'm here because it's my responsibility to tell you about intellectual property. By the way, anything that is not your skin ha that you have on your body is protected by intellectual property. And somebody made money licensing it to somebody else who actually produced it. Whatever. Wine bottles, your flowers that are there, your your uh, black dress, your glasses, your earrings. It, I think it's earrings or your your headpiece. You know, the earpiece. The, the the the. And I see what you did over there with the blue capital in the background. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, these are things. The lights there. Somebody has an intellectual property to that. 
Oh, well, it's just intellectual property. Yeah, it's worth billions of dollars. Money. Trillions of dollars. And so teaching, you know, teaching us that it's one thing to, it's one thing to be able to play basketball like Michael Jordan. But it's a whole other thing for Michael Jordan to have to depend on you to run his brand. Yep. And I know the guys who do that, right? And it's it's one thing to be able to play football like somebody or play music like somebody, but it's something else to be able to understand what it is to take that intangible, turn it into a tangible thing, and then to figure out the way that you all exploit it versus being exploited. Yeah. These that is honestly that is the key the key to our freedom. It ain't out here just in the bills. It's not out here begging for, you know, respect. It is saying, hey, self, we're going to go out here and figure this out for ourselves and our community. And if we can do it within ourselves, in the mirror, then it has an effect on your family. Then it has an effect on your community. Then it has an effect as you become a part of the soul of the world. And that is how we need to think. And can't nobody do it for you. Jesus, y'all, woke you up this morning. Jesus made your heart beat, your brain you know, operate your eyes, see your ears here. I, I think sometimes that Jesus and the Father and everybody else up there is looking down like, Well, damn, I gave you life this morning. What are you gonna do? And I yeah. think that that is something that's very important for us, you know, to discuss. And again, we totally moved off the, the, the wine thing, but I no, believe that but this I think this was important. Like, this was this at one, I, and I've been drinking. Uh, so this is important. And, and this goes to show you with flow, you start flowing literally. Like the ideas start popping in and like, man, I feel like I could write a whole thesis right now or dissertation on this whole entire topic. I'm not going to, uh, but I could, <laughs> uh, like, I, like but the ideas are flowing. This is some good juice. And like, I'm literally like in a wavelength of thought of creation, but like, this is an amazing conversation where I think there's so much that could continue out of this. And I think there's definitely a part two. Maybe we bring in your friends in this conversation and really talking about how do we create generational wealth um, and how we flow into it with flow. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, you know, I have to give a shout out. I don't think she's here, but I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Fern Stroud at Black Vines because... Yeah. She made sure that I got back in contact with you, and we haven't even started to do what we're going to do. So I appreciate her for that, and I really appreciate what you're doing for everyone out here, Renee, and what you've done for us in just a couple of weeks and what we're thinking about, well, what we're going to do um, for our experiences and maybe even having the Rosé and Flow conversations going forward. Um, it's I appreciate being able to tell my story my way. And that you're sharing your supporters and um, colleagues and community with us because we can't do this on our own. So I really sincerely appreciate you and everybody who's been here um, and, uh, you know, been listening. And I look forward to you all coming out. I mean, I'll be at Keystone Corner in Baltimore coming up. Like I said, I'll be in L.A., San Francisco on the next two weeks. Um, I come back, I'll be in North Carolina um atlanta so i really um i hope you can come out and enjoy the wine and the jazz but we have a bunch of stuff to do i appreciate you no and shout out to fern 
so amazing. If you don't follow Black Vines, follow them as well. Black Vines and an underscore. Uh, amazing out of California. Super, super dope. And they have the longest running uh, Black Wine Festival in the country. So you definitely want to follow and stay in tune uh, and connected because she knows everybody in the space. Uh, so shout out to uh, the Black Vines and to Fern. Thank you so much for everything. Uh, and thank you, Marcus, uh, cousin. I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> you are so amazing. And I'm so, so, so excited for all the amazing things we're about to do uh, and partner and execute and getting this amazing flow flowing. I don't know why I had just did that, but I felt like it was like a river I just did. Uh, but we're going to be flowing together and doing some d dynamic things here and across the country. And thank you for joining tonight. I know you got to get home. So we're going to leave you with uh, your drive home. Uh, and we'll, we'll chat uh, about Saturday. So stay tuned for more because we'll be, we'll be live on Saturday. <laughs> hey, I love it. I love you all too. And everybody sending love on the chat. Uh, thank you so much, Rico and, and crew, Aaron and everybody else. Uh, we love you back and we, we need your support. Keep, keep telling your friends to tell friends. And again, Renee, I can't thank you enough. And on that note, I will turn these lights off and get to getting back to the crib. I got some trades I got to check in on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, get to that flow. Thanks, everybody. Bye.